So have you ever been online just kind of surfing around and you run into people's success stories and then you're like, I wish I had a success story to tell. How did they get to the point where they're creating a success story? Today, we're going to run through the things you actually need to do to create your own keto success story so that you can be excited about what you've accomplished in your weight loss health journey. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet, Patch Hat Edition. I'm Violet. And I'm Pat. So the first thing you need to do on your better health journey is to understand the source of your issues, whether it's weight, metabolic, skin, inflammation. What actually pushed you to keto on, on your keto journey? Well, actually, I find this an interesting first question because like you said, whether it's weight or diet or metabolic, but those are all related. They are all touching each other. So I think like for me, of course, there was an inflammation issue. Now, there was also a weight issue that I wasn't necessarily paying attention to, but it was there. So if you're looking to start your health journey, there is going to be something that's going to trigger you to say, I need to do something different here. My life is either falling apart or my life is not what I'd like it to be. But unless you go to the doctor, we're kind of limited to the visual cues on, on, on our bodies, right? Like you gaining too much weight or maybe if you're like, if you have a, uh, like for me, I had a blood pressure monitor at home and I was taking my blood pressure and that started to get me really worried. Why um, did you have the monitor in the first place? Because what did I, that's a good question. I think like I went to a doctor once to do a, a full checkup and Actually, it's following this visit to the doctor that uh, he recommended me to buy a machine and keep track of it. So that means that there so, was an issue. So the so doctor did issue. give yeah, you that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't issue. think most people would notice that their blood pressure was no. high unless or low, unless they fainted or something like happened to them. Mm -hmm. And usually, yeah. but we don't usually just have a blood pressure monitor at home. But like all the issues we're talking about could be related to your carbohydrates intake. I would say a high number of the things we're going to talk about yeah. are related to your carbohydrate <laughs> intake. Understanding the information, like so your personal physical information, you, you mentioned like things you could see. So we can see our skin and that it's not going well, whether you have psoriasis or eczema or some kind of skin tags. Skin or, tags. So sometimes you can see it on us that there's weight that we can see on us that's not going well. And then there are the things you can't see. So like you'll have to go to the doctor, maybe you do some blood tests, maybe you do some other kind of tests that they do and you realize, oh, okay, there's something happening. How often does the doctor bring that back to the food you're eating? Like almost mm. never, which mm. is kind of crazy. But unless, unless you're really overweight, like that, that yeah. checkup to the doctor when I went to see him, stepping on the scale, I was like 50, 60 pounds overweight according to those numbers. So it's when actually you took my, my weight and I stepped on the scale, it was, oh, okay, wow. Uh, like, yeah, you need to do something about your weight. But how you didn't get this to is that? like you're going back years and years and years now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So then I have a question. I'm a little bit confused because that was 10 years ago. So then does that mean that you went to see the doctor and the doctor asked you to lose weight? Mm -hmm. And then like most of us, you went forward and just, it, you kept gaining weight. I kept gaining weight because like most of us do when we see the doctor and they tell us to lose weight, what do we do? We eat less, we move more. So for a couple of months, like when to uh, do a little bit more exercise, I think the first time that in that, that time that I registered for a gym that I think after six months, I didn't go. <laughs> so I didn't renew at the time. So it was a yo-yo of eat less, move more and ended up gaining more weight. 
Okay, so basically, yeah, you fell into yo-yo dieting is what you yeah. just said. Okay, yeah. but, and, and this is part of the crazy, right? Because we are trying to get ourselves healthy, but then we go see the doctor. The doctor tells us lose weight. We walk out, and then we do this. We hmm. calorie restrict, and we fall into the six months where we actually lose some weight. And then, unfortunately, we regain it. And now we're in the yo-yo dieting cycle. So today's video is going to help everybody to learn how to actually lose the weight and, you know, cut that yo-yo dieting thing from happening in the future. So I think it's great that actually that that's, mm. that's why you have the blood pressure monitor, which I didn't even know that story. Yeah. So interesting. I think a good thing now is that there's way more information than even like 10 years ago about low carb, about keto, about how to be healthy with your food intake. So do your research. Like there's plenty of videos uh, of key doctors out there that are going to help you understand how your body work and what to change in your diet to be healthier. So Dr. Berg, Dr. Fung, Dr. Berry, uh, to name a few, like probably have a longer, much longer list than me. Or I can name Dr. Sivas, Dr. Mason. Uh, Dr. Westman. Um, there, there's a lot of doctors right now that we can't, Dr. Barry, there's a lot of doctors that we can watch on YouTube. There's a lot of research that we can do because there is research out there. Again, you have to check your sources. Your So your story was going to the doctor. Well, actually what led me to keto was my inflammation, which led you to keto, interestingly mm -hmm. enough. But I feel like for each person, the thing that's going to bug you is going to be different. Because I'm not going to say that I never tried to lose weight because that would be false. I was never a fan of dieting. So like you, it was more about doing more activities, doing more activities, doing more activities. And what's interesting to me is that after doing so many more activities and my weight continuing to rise, there was a part of my brain that just said, ah, this is the weight I'm going to be. And so the reason that I'm living this lifestyle now is because I wanted to be able to do my activities. Like that was really important to me to be able to do what I want to do. And when my hip was no longer allowing me to do what I wanted to do, I started looking for answers. So what are the sources? I feel like that's the next big topic, the sources and finding quality doctors like you just listed out. That's huge yeah. for um, attaining better health. And along with better health comes appropriate weight. Mm. I feel like we have it backwards. We keep trying to lose weight so that we can be healthy when in fact, we need to be healthy to lose weight, right? I think Dr. Berg is often saying that, right? To, to get healthy, to lose weight. And I do agree with him. As soon as your body is using the energy appropriately, all of a sudden your weight regulates. And I think that we need to allow ourselves to see that that's part of this process. Yeah. And for the people out there, I have a feeling more like for the guys out there that don't want to do the research or they're not convinced, I honestly, just follow your spouse. <laughs> like, like that's what I, I, I'll admit <laughs> that's what I did because at the beginning I was like, when you started keto, I was not convinced about that new lifestyle and that I was still really like uh, in the low fat or moderate fat and, and, and like eating carbs and fruits are good for you. And like, uh, grains are good. You need the fiber, all that, that crap, <laughs> but like you actually, the research you did, like helped me, but I, I think like even the first few weeks where I, where I followed you, I honestly was not doing it like because I knew all the information. I was honestly just 
doing it to follow you and not to eat the carbs in your face and 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 I had like this mindset of like it's if it's good for her it's gonna be good for me <laughs> so okay. so if you could just like have that reason and follow your spouse <laughs> that's good too you're gonna you're gonna see in the end that there's a lot of positive in what you're about to do the funny part about that story is I remember how many videos I sent you and then I say well did you watch the video and you're like <laughs> but I it's too long it's a like 35 minutes video <laughs> I remember that too. <laughs> oh my God, that but, was yeah. funny. But I, I do think that, that it talks to another thing is that when you're trying to make your success story, this is where keto success stories can take a turn for the good or a turn for the bad. Oh, yeah. Because if all you would have ever done was follow me and that's all you did, when you arrived at your good weight, you'd have stopped following me. Right. Like the funny thing is that we don't live in the same house. So as long as you weren't eating in my face, you would have been eating what like all the junk still when you were at home. Right. And I feel like that's part of it, too, is that knowing what I'm doing helps me to do what I'm doing. And this is where I get so frustrated when I watch doctors who are still talking about this eat less, move more calories in, calories out, because those doctors don't take the time to explain to people what putting yourself in a caloric deficit will actually do. And funny enough, even when trainers do explain to you what putting yourself in a caloric deficit will actually do, they still turn around and contradict themselves by saying, so go ahead and put yourself in a calorie deficit. Because if you put yourself in a calorie deficit, your body after six months-ish will adjust to the calorie deficit that you've created it will manage the energy output differently and it will manage the heating of your body differently, all the things, and it will divert energy so that you use less to match what you're eating. And what happens when it does that? Your weight loss stops. Mm -hmm. We actually have a good video about that, like the, the, the calories versus carb counting. So we encourage yeah, you to we go, need to uh, we need to link that up. To, yeah. Yeah. So whether you do your research or you let your spouse do your research, you still need to commit to the change. So for sure, if I was eating at your place and I was eating like your your meal, like your keto food, and I was going back to my place and eating like a bunch of crap, I wouldn't have had the good results I had. So you need to commit. One of the number one things that I try to help people understand is that keto, you cannot do halfway for multiple reasons. But the thing that I want to point out right now is just using that example you just gave. So you're at my place and you're eating healthy ketogenic lifestyle, which actually means that you're allowing yourself to eat more fat than you typically would. You're no longer afraid of fat. And then you would go home and now what's going to happen. I'm eating high carb, but I've already allowed myself to be okay with eating high fat. So now what are we doing? High fat, high carb, high carb. what's going to happen to your weight? It's going to skyrocket, not even just go up. It's going to skyrocket. Mm -hmm. As soon as you have high carb and your body starts back into storage mode, you're going to store everything, everything the fat, the yeah. protein, store everything. the carbs. It's all going to get stored. Mm -hmm. As you said in your last video, to get life changing result, you have to be willing to change your life. Mm -hmm. And I, I did like really like that quote. I think the thing I want to point out is that for a lot of us, we look at changing our life as sacrifice. I don't see living a healthy ketogenic lifestyle as sacrifice because you feel amazing. I don't know why we think that if we feel amazing, that it's a sacrifice to do the things that put us to feel amazing. Like when I go for a ride, 
when I go for a skate, when I go for a swim, when I'm doing fun, healthy things, and I get out of the pool and I feel stronger, I come back from the ride and I feel I'm all sweaty, but I feel like stronger. I don't look at it and say, oh my God, I've sacrificed so many hours to, to play, right? Like, because I like the things that I'm doing yeah. and then I like the fact that I feel stronger. But Guess what? Mm. It took a little while, but I like the things that I'm eating. And I had to let myself learn that I didn't like the things that I was eating before. I was addicted to the things that I was eating before. And that's mm. such a huge difference. You know, when you kind of put it in your head that I can choose if I'm having chicken or pork or sausage or whatever, I can choose. And it's not that I have to eat pork every day or I have to eat chicken, but seriously, back when I was eating the standard Caribbean diet, if there wasn't rice or pasta on the plate, it was like it wasn't a meal, right? That's telling you something. And we ignore that. Yeah. That like, why must there be French fries at some point in the week? I can, you know what? I can go weeks without eating chicken or weeks without eating um, eggs or weeks without eating pork. I don't, as long as I've got a protein source, it doesn't matter which one it is. And I'm so much more flexible on what protein source I'm allowing myself to look at now or look at in general versus when I was eating the standard American, standard Caribbean diet, my focus, if there wasn't rice, pasta or fries, this wasn't a meal. Like just those three things. I can eat almost anything right now. And as long as I feel okay, it doesn't matter what it is. I really love that little sentence you have where you need to be willing to change your life. But in the case of the that lifestyle, the keto lifestyle, you still need to let go of an addiction. Yeah, letting like, go of the addiction is changing your life. Yeah, I know, but. No, there's no but. <laughs> we need to stop being so lazy. We need to stop believing that things are going to come to us easy. If you want something of value, you have to work for it. Yes, I'm saying, I'm looking all of you people in the face right now, me to you, let go of your addiction. Whether it's food, whether it's drugs, whether it's alcohol, I don't care what the addiction is. If you want your life to improve, you have to let go of your addiction, not me, right? I, I let go of mine right? Because I wanted my life to improve. You have to let go of yours, whatever it happens to be, right? If you're addicted to carbohydrates and you're not willing to let go of your carbohydrates, understand you will stay fat. Understand you, your metabolic issues will remain. Understand you will stay stuck. Mm -hmm. That's the answer. Yeah. Life is hard. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to put things down, but is it a sacrifice? Again, I go back to that. Yeah. I didn't sacrifice, I improved. Letting go of an addiction is not a sacrifice. It's a personal improvement. I was addicted. Now I've let it go. If I eat something carby, I'm gonna be pushed. So it's also me having knowledge. This is not a game. If I eat something carby, I'm gonna be pushed. So what does Violet do? I don't eat carby I don't. Why? Because if I eat garbage, I'm gonna feel like garbage. What do you wanna feel like? So you did your research, you committed to a change. Next thing to do is have a plan. You don't want to get into that journey without a plan, without a, a very specific idea of what's going to happen, uh, of the situation you might come into contact with, like whether it's a work gathering, whether it's a, f a family party. So you, you need to try to anticipate like what's going to happen. 
I agree with you. And I, I, I think like <laughs> we step into certain situations and we think we're just going to power through. That's not true. And I'm, I like the idea of being prepared at the same time, being prepared that you're not going to be prepared. So we need both, right? We need to have some kind of idea of what I'm going to do at Christmas. Mm -hmm. I have to have some kind of idea of what I'm going to do at my birthday, but then there's going to be the pop-up events, right? The, Hey, Violet, we're having a barbecue. Come over. What am I going to do? Right? I'm a big fan. First of all, in believing that the people who love me want me to be okay. So. If my friends, if my family invite me for an event, they want me to be okay. They want me to show up and have fun. And I'm, because I'm a big fan of that, I'm very willing to ask them, what are you cooking? What are you making? Now, in fairness, they're already used to this from me because thalassemia can't eat red meats. They're already used to this from me. So me adding a few more layers to what I don't eat. But the truth is when I, was 33 and learned that I had thalassemia, 33, 32, whatever it was, and learned that I had thalassemia. This was a new conversation that I embarked in with every person who invited me out, every, whether it's a restaurant or their house. Does the restaurant serve something that I can eat? Like I had to put my mind around poison yourself or make a ripple. Yeah. I'm willing to make the ripple because I'm not going to poison myself. And it's just now I know there's more poisons. And you, you need to be creative in, in that plan and you also need to let go of all the rules and like what society tells you uh, while doing that plan so so like you said like if you're going to a restaurant uh, with friends find something you can eat like replace the the fries with a salad uh, let go of the vegetables that are not good for you or uh, let go of the dessert if you go to a friend ask what they're cooking you always have the possibility like of fasting if there's really 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 nothing you can you can eat so you, you need to let go of of like oh uh, is my mom that good that i have to eat it the rules that are not real the that's the other part of it too is like they, these are rules that are not real like there's no reason that i have to poison myself because mom made it hmm. and as a matter of fact mom wouldn't want me to poison myself Right. And we tell ourselves these stories, right? That, oh my goodness, auntie so-and-so made pie. I have to eat it. No, you don't. Right. And I always go back to this. I think it's so telling when grandma was making her famous cookies or her famous pone in our story, she didn't make it every day. She knew it was fattening. She made it once in a blue moon on special occasions, sometimes not even every year, because as she would say to me, uh, stuff's really fattening, right? Why do we ignore what our family, like, you know, the older generations used to tell us? She knew. It's a bunch of sugar. And, like, she knew. My mom did not make sugar cake every week, right? It was something she made and still only makes once in a blue moon, right? She doesn't make sweetbread all the time. Once in a blue moon, right? Now, am I sad that I don't get to eat those things anymore? Kind of just because of my history, but not because of my health. I rather not eat them. Last Christmas, she made them. Did I eat any? No, because my health means more to me than a nostalgic flavor in my mouth. Another thing to keep in mind is that we need to come to term that we're addicted to sugar. So getting rid of that addiction, our body might want to replace that addiction with something else. So we have a really good video that we posted a couple of weeks ago that could help you uh, with that too. We're going to link it in the, in the video. So what do we need to help us along this weight loss journey? There's not a lot of keto products that we push people towards getting. And in terms of like things that say keto on them, 
not necessary. The, but the things that you do need that are essential for you to be successful, a scale for your body, so a body scale, a scale for your food, and the appropriate food to eat. So, and I'm, I'm saying food. Mm. I'm not talking about packaged stuff. Vegetables that are low glycemic, meat, and eggs, and a protein source. Mm. If you have these things, your keto success story is on a very good beginning, right? Um, Use them. I might add uh, a nap, especially at the beginning, like you need to track. Yeah. Uh, you need to track, and, and especially at the beginning, you need to, to track everything. So you're talking about a, uh, a body scale. Uh, it's not just a matter of uh, stepping on the scale every week and like you need to keep track and see how the weight goes down or go up. Like if, if you step on a scale, you don't remember, or you just rely on the day before, that's not good. You need a longer term evolution of your weight. Yeah, don't, don't weigh yourself every day. That's a recipe for disaster because our weight fluctuates daily. Mm -hmm. But if you're weighing yourself weekly, even bi-weekly, that's probably a better way to go because over the course of two weeks, the trajectory should be down if you have weight to lose. Let me clarify that, yeah. if you have weight to lose. Some people are doing a ketogenic lifestyle because they have metabolic issues. So if you're trying to solve something like PCOS or you're trying to solve insulin resistance, without the weight. So you might have eczema, you might have like other situations happening, um, then your weight might stay stable, right? And it's more a matter of like the internal or the external, like, so blood pressure being regulated or, you know, your skin looking better, etc. I want people to understand that the reason we track, as Patrick said, is because knowing how many carbs you eat, it's not easy to guess. It surprises a lot of people when I tell them that the average apple has 25-ish grams of carbs in it, right? And even if I subtract the fiber, you're still at like 10 or 15, depending on how big the apple is, of sugar that's actually affecting you, hmm. right? People don't understand that that's, that's three quarters of the amount of your entire day hmm. that you're eating in one apple. And most people who eat an apple, that's not, that's not enough for your day, right? It's really important for us to understand that the idea that you can guess how much sugar there is in broccoli, that you're going to guess how much sugar there is in asparagus, that you're going to guess how much sugar there is in a bowl of salad, it's not likely. Weighing it, calculating it, being sure, really important. And you're talking about the carbs, but the same goes for fat and protein. You don't want to overdo, necessarily overdo them. The best way to not overdo them is to eat to satiation, right? Like, I'm not the biggest fan of counting how much protein, counting how much fat, unless like you're severely overdoing it, you should be fine, mm -hmm. right? So if you're eating to satiation, which means when I'm no longer hungry, mm -hmm. I stop eating. I don't eat till I'm full. If you're doing that with every meal, the chance that you're going to overdo your fat is very low. So we do agree body scale, food scale, whole food, stay away from the package stuff. Uh, you don't need the keto the keto products that are out there. You need good quality oils, you need meat, you need fish, the low glycemic vegetables, and that's it. I, I'm gonna add maybe just electrolytes. Mm. If you're doing meats, like carnivore style living, your chances are very good that you're eating a wider variety. You're not just doing the muscle meats when you do carnivore, so you're eating the kidney, the liver, the brain. You're eating all the different parts of the animal, the giblets and all these, like all these other things that and when you're eating those things, you're getting more nutrients from the animal. 
Like when you're doing keto, you're usually eating muscle meats and muscle mm -hmm. meats don't have everything. So then you might need to add electrolytes. I'm going to put the electrolyte that we tend to use in the description below. Um, but, you know, like it's important for you to make sure that you're balanced in what you're eating. So the next thing to keep in mind is that is this going to be more work and more difficult in the first few weeks? You're probably going to have keto flus. You have to track everything. You need to assess your progress. Like we just said, you need to keep track and, and see your evolution of your of your numbers. So it's going to be more work in the beginning. Everything that's mm. important. Again, I go back to that mm. is more work in the beginning. I think although I don't think it takes long to get used to, which is weird, right? Like if you think about a diet because you eat every day, it doesn't take as long to figure things out. It does matter if you let your addiction go or not. So those people who try to have cheat days, those people who try to, you know, like they, they're, they're taking their sugar down low, but not under 20, they struggle more. And I know at the very beginning, there was this debate of, you know, do you jump into keto or do you slowly taper? And I was always a big fan of jumping in because I don't really understand the taper thing. I mean, people do it and somehow they manage to, but like, it's like cigarettes, like those people who just like smoke one less cigarette every day until they're not smoking any, a lot of them never get past two. Right. And it's like, because at least at two, you still have a cigarette every day like one in the morning, one in the afternoon, right? And it's like, I feel like a lot of the time, the same thing can happen with sugar is like when you're around 40, 50, 60, like you can get some people get stuck there. I know I would probably would have gotten stuck there, but that's me. Some people do it and they're great at it and it's fine. So, but you need to know yourself and you really do need to be committed to getting past that addiction. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. If I'm putting it down for a little while, but then allowing myself to go back every once in a while, I'm going to get pulled back into the addiction mm -hmm. and the metabolic issues are going to resume, whether it's gaining weight, whether it's high blood pressure, whether it's uh, PCOS or like whatever the pre-diabetes, like if you allow yourself to kind of step in and out and in and out and in and out, you will live the repercussions of stepping in and out. The next thing I want to add is that you need to be brave. You need to be adventurous and open-minded. Like you said earlier, it's not about what you're losing. It's about the potential of what you're about to gain. That's important in that, uh, in that success story. So you need to like something that tasted uh, really bad when you were on the standard American diet might taste good when you're, when you're on uh, the keto diet. Like in my case, I ate it plain yogurt before. Now it tastes good. I ate it super dark chocolate, 95% once in a while. Now I like it. So you're going to discover new flavors that you didn't like before. Once you get rid of the sugar that's missing with your taste buds, <laughs> say it like that. I also think that you learn to have those old reactions to the things that, so I, I'm just again thinking about my daughter and how she used to react to sweet when she was a small child, like under, under the age of four. Your strawberry. <laughs> And then like, I think about my reaction when I had that bland strawberry, according mm. to you guys, but to me, it was just like, oh my gosh, like it was like mm. breaking my brain how sweet it, it tasted to me. So I think that's another thing is that you, you get back to not liking things. So your body kind of reacts again to things. When I said like be adventurous, you need to discover new food. I remember when we started on the keto uh, diet, like before it was usually meat and pasta, meat and rice, like you said, but having to focus more on the vegetables. I remember like going to that fruit and vegetable places and, and 
like wow there's that many options that are low glycemic that i vegetables i never heard of uh things i've never tasted before but you open like a new world of of flavors like on the on the, uh, a lifestyle change and you need to embrace that unless you're lazy like me you just eat the same thing over and over <laughs> okay yeah you could but but again like before you were not eating olives what what did you, like you, there was stuff okay. you were not eating like then that you eat now but i find okay i do understand that when people hear me talk i don't sound typical at the same time i think the longer that you live a healthy lifestyle the more what i'm saying starts to seem typical to you so what i'm going to say is this over the course of eating this way food has become less and less important to me and so i mean and i started from a place where food wasn't that important but it's even less important to me now which is like the weird thing it's like as long as i eat a good quality fuel i really rarely care what it is so you know the funny conversation that we often have is vala what do you want for supper and my answer is always yeah whatever because i really don't <laughs> care <laughs> right and it's like but then at the flip side of the coin is if he starts naming things that sound a little too carby i'm just like yeah okay wait maybe i need to put some input here because like oh like i'm not right so my my criteria is as low a carb count as possible i'm okay that's my criteria as long as that carb count is low put whatever you want on my plate but not everybody's like me and i get that <laughs> i get it some people like variety i can eat the same thing every day for as a matter of fact last week i had pork chop every day for the week like because i made it i thought i was making for two days my daughter decided she wasn't having any <laughs> right every day for the entire week when you prioritize health over the taste of food it makes your life easy next thing i want to point out is you're probably going to go to the doctor i know i haven't like seen a doctor in the in a long long time but if you see a doctor on your keto journey there's maybe a word of warnings that to be to be said make sure actually that you tell your doctor that you're on a keto diet because some numbers like if you have a blood test might be a little bit like overboard what i would add to that is that i don't know if i would use the word keto diet i i probably would tell my doctor that i've cut sugar out of my life yeah. i would probably say it like that because as soon as doctors hear keto, all of a sudden you're going to get the lecture yeah. and the, and, and you know, but if you tell your doctor, yeah, I'm not eating junk food anymore. And I rarely eat any, like any, any sweet vegetables. Mm -hmm. I try to stick to the, the healthier vegetables. Mm -hmm. They're probably going to be like, Hey, that's great. Good for you. Yeah. Right. And we're talking, and we're talking about a proper keto diet. Of course, if you do uh, dirty, because you'll see when you do your research, we find videos and article about dirty keto diet where you can go to fast food and just take out the, the, the bread out. And like, that's not good. We're talking about a proper keto diet. When you have salads, you have vegetables, you have good quality meats. If you don't add any additional and unnecessary fat to your diet, like your numbers should be good, right? Well, so again, what I'm, I'm going to add to what you just said, because I do think that cholesterol might be the one piece of the puzzle that if you go to see your doctor early in your keto journey before your body has a chance to re-regulate itself, your cholesterol could look really high. Because of course, when you break down fat, <laughs> you're breaking, like cholesterol is going to come out into your system, right? But besides that, um, early um, uric acid also can be high. Um, I've had a lot of uh, people who get uric acid numbers that are high. We need to keep in mind that uric acid is part of what our body uses when we need to repair. And so obviously when you start doing keto, 
yours, there's lots to repair, right? Your body starts working on things. And so you could have higher um, uric acid also in your, in your body. So these are two things that, that we need to be kind of conscious of. The flip side of the coin, if you do keto and then you slip and you go back to eating a bunch of carbs, uric acid also can go up, <laughs> right? So you, again, you need to be careful what you're doing and how you're, you're managing your food. Try your best to eat mm -hmm. whole foods and keep processed foods to the absolute minimum. I know they're fun to eat, but at the same time, many processed foods are expensive for no reason. And they're not giving your body the quality that you would get if you ate the actual, you know, um, whole food version of it. It's just, let's read our labels. Mm -hmm. and I'm, How many times I've, I've been to, um, to a store where they had all those keto packaging and said, oh, like a new, and it, it was new. So I was like, oh, let's <laughs> take the box. Oh, no, I'm gonna put it, put it down. Because they're, they're good, like if you do, well, they're good, like, the numbers are good if you do net carb because they're high in carb, but they're also high in fibers. But like you have a bunch of ingredients that you can't usually read and you can pronounce and like that, not really good on the, on your um And also like what we saw when we were doing that um, video where we talked about the peanut butter, when you actually mm -hmm. did the math on the peanut butter for like mm -hmm. a regular peanut butter yeah. versus they added fiber to subtract the fiber, but they didn't add it to the actual sugar count. Mm -hmm. So they added fiber, but like the number of sugar in the entire product should mm -hmm. have gone up and it didn't. So again, one of those places where why do you get to subtract it if you didn't add it to the original number? Yeah. So well, you they play games yeah, and we to need aware. to be careful about that, right? Was that we also saw a label that had um, more fiber than sugar and like they didn't yeah. count it. Like <laughs> it was like, like zero, zero gram of sugar, but 10 grams of fiber. It was like, zero, yeah, zero grams of carbohydrate, like but then, yeah, so, yeah. Like, and it's yeah. like, how is that possible? It's impossible. Mm -hmm. So they, they play with the numbers. Yeah. So you need to be careful. The other thing we need to do in that journey to a healthier life is to believe in what you do. Like you need to stick to it no matter what. Yeah, it's amazing how we want to have a health story, a health, a success health story a keto success health story, but temporary, right? Like we want it, we want to get to the weight and then I don't have to do this anymore. Hmm. If I don't believe in what I'm doing, then why am I doing it? Is my goal to be healthy or is my goal to be thinner? Hmm. I feel like a lot of the time, the reason our success story isn't a success is because our goal was to be thinner. And then of course, once I reach that spot, so whether it's I lost 50 pounds or 10 pounds, whatever it was I was trying to lose, as soon as I lose that, wait, I've achieved my goal. There's no reason to keep doing this anymore, even though I'm trying to say that this is healthy. Right, okay, so then I stop doing it. And what happens to my weight? Goes back up. Or worse, like you're having blood pressure problem again, you have metabolic issues again, like it's not just the weight. It's not right? just the weight. It's just on the weight. And that's what's so yeah. frustrating is that sometimes I, and I've had this happen where I'm talking to people who absolutely were able to get their weight to come down, eating a healthy ketogenic lifestyle, stating to me, yeah, I feel, I feel better and whatever. And then they stop and then they go see their doctor and now their blood pressure is high or they're become diabetic or, and now they're on medication and they're stuck. They don't know what to do now because they want to go back to eating healthy, but oh my God, I'm taking medication. And, and their doctor is not on board. So they have no one to help them 
to manage the situation. And these are this is real life I'm talking about right now. And it's sad because had they stuck to what they were doing, they wouldn't be in this current situation. It's unfortunate to me that our doctors today don't know more about the food portion of why people's health is out of control. And it's unfortunate to me that people will embark on something for weight that should be about health. So we want to make it about health. This recipe is good for anything you want to start in life, whether it's a new project, a change. I think you can apply this recipe to, to, to a bunch of stuff. If for some reason you fell off the train at some point during your journey, just get back on. Like just restart if you need to do some more research to be more convinced. And if you need a new plan, no, just follow that recipe back from the top and, and you should be good. Also, if you've fallen off and you don't know how you fell off, doing the research might even help you to see where you fell, right? Because, for example, if I was not paying attention and tracking my nuts, I wouldn't have realized how quickly nuts add up, right? Be, to be fair, prior to keto, nuts was not something that I ate. So, like, there are a lot of things that you're going to be doing on your journey that's healthier, <laughs> but maybe not not something you should be doing like every day. I say this often, I'm say it again. Treats are treats because you don't have them all the time. If you're eating something every day, that's a part of your meal plan. Mm -hmm. That's not a treat. And we need to put our mind around this, right? What should be every day should be the healthy foods that keep you strong and give you energy and help your body to build. And treats once in a while. If you want to know about the basic rules of doing a ketogenic lifestyle, you can click into this playlist right here. I'm going to encourage everybody, please share this video. There's so many people that can be helped by this information. Teespring Patreon in the description below. I want to thank you for watching Mind Blowing Health and Wellness's Violet Patch Hat Edition. We love making these videos for you guys and we really can't wait to talk to you again next week. Talk to you next week.